Hello, and welcome back to the Pennsylvania Chamber's All Business Podcast, featuring the passion, vision, and unique talents of Pennsylvania's entrepreneurs, business owners, and executives. Special thanks to today's sponsor, APPI Energy, a Pennsylvania Chamber preferred provider delivering data-driven procurement and consulting solutions that help businesses reduce and manage electricity and natural gas supply costs. And now, here's Lori Rennie. Hello, everyone. The All Business Podcast welcomes Chad Fickenbinder, Laboratory Director for Benzon Research. Benzon Research, based in Carlisle, Pennsylvania, maintains laboratory colonies of many insect species and supplies them to industry, government, and academic researchers. They are also an independent contract research facility that performs insecticide testing of many types and against many species of insects. Welcome to the chamber, Chad. So the tour of your facility is probably one of the most interesting and coolest I have ever had. When I walked in, you said your office is pretty much a house divided. One side raises bugs and the other side kills the bugs. So tell our listeners exactly what Benzon Research is all about. Okay, um, Benzon Research is just like you said, about raising bugs and killing them. Um, We have 14 species of Lepidopterans, which are caterpillars and moths. These are crop pests, um, all things that are going to be a major problem for the major crop species across the country. We have three different kinds of mosquitoes, we have three different kinds of cockroaches, and we also have houseflies. We grow all of these things for sales to other research institutions, private companies, uh, universities, uh, the government even. Um, On the other hand, we also have our own quality control lab where we do the testing work that you mentioned in the intro. So companies who are making biological insecticides mostly, so these are insecticides that are supposed to not harm humans and other non-target organisms, um, they'll send them to us for an independent quality control verification to make sure that it is what it is supposed to be, it does what it is supposed to do. Um, On average, we raise uh, probably over 100 million insects per year. We ship all over the country, 2,000 packages per year. Um, to every state except for Hawaii and Alaska. Amazing. And I will tell you, it is one of the cleanest facilities I've ever been through as well. So don't let, don't let the fact that they grow that many bugs scare you. It is super clean. And I got to walk through the insect production process and even met Chef Terry, who I now call her Chef Terry, <laughs> who produces their meals, so to speak. Walk our listeners through how you grow insects for your customers and why the quality control is so critical. So Chef Terry really liked uh, that little moniker, and we've been (laughs) all running around calling her that for the rest of the week. Um, So basically, um, I'll use the way my wife sums up what I do. She calls it a bug farm, and that's really what it is. We're just like a farm, only much, much smaller scale. So uh, we start with eggs, caterpillar eggs in this case, and we provide them what they need to be fed. Chef Terry makes them food. Um, We provide them somewhere to stay. They live in a thing called a bug condo. Uh, When they get to be big enough, they've they've outgrown that condo. We put them into a cage with 200 of their friends where they can fly around and mate and lay eggs. And then we'll harvest those eggs and that is what we'll package to sell to customers 
or we'll reuse for our own colonies to keep things going. It's a cyclical nature. Um, that's pretty much it. All the same problems that you come across in a regular farm. Uh, we ran out of food today. Well, we can't feed the bugs if we don't have the food. Um, if uh, something is a wrong ingredient, if something is not clean, like you said, any kind of changes to the temperature or the humidity um, can cause problems for these very, very small insects, very big problems. Um, so the quality control is really important because um, a problem can happen very fast whenever you're rearing an insect that grows so quickly. Uh, remember on the tour I showed you the, uh, the caterpillars grow from a tiny little egg to a full-size caterpillar in only about 12 days in the case of some species. So um, you need to detect a problem very quickly before it follows itself along in the process. Yeah, it, it was just so fascinating. And uh, some of the insects like a good happy hour, too. The moss enjoy Milwaukee's best lager beer? Huh? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we've got to feed them, like we said, and we've got to provide them something to drink, too. Um, bugs love beer just like humans do. Really, it's just a carbohydrate source for them. Um, some people feed sugar water. Some people use honey. It's replacing nectar that they would get in the field. Um, in our case, we find that Milwaukee's best lager, mixed with some other ingredients, of course, is, is the best thing for the moths. And uh, cheap beer is actually better. Um, the moths like it better, and it keeps the interns and the other people sober at work, so <laughs> no problems there. Perfect. And like I said, I loved seeing that life cycle of the different insects. Let's talk a little bit about, though, your impact on the economy here in Pennsylvania. What you do is such a vital part of sustaining two of our most important industries, agriculture and education. Yes, uh, thank you. So Pennsylvania, of course, is a big farm state, and our main row crops here are corn and soybeans. We grow a lot of hay and other things, but our main crops for harvest uh, for people or animals to eat are corn and soybeans. And many of the pests that we raise at Benzon Research are pests of corn and soybeans. We have European corn borer, we have corn earworm, we have southwestern corn borer, we have velvet bean caterpillar, um, velvet bean being a big soybean pest. Um, so there is lots of interest across the country and in Pennsylvania especially for being able to control these pests. And in order to find out how to control them, they have to start with clean laboratory populations, which is what we have and what we provide to the researchers. Um, so these insects that we rear have a big impact out there in the field in Pennsylvania's ag industry. Uh, aside from that, we provide these insects to a lot of different companies throughout Pennsylvania. We have 17 different industry and university customers that are here within Pennsylvania. Of those 17, they're anywhere from a company called Lab Services, which is in Hamburg, PA, and they specialize in going out and doing crop trials, uh, doing the real nitty-gritty research of planting corn, planting soybeans, putting bugs in the field, figuring out if it's working. We also do a lot of work with the universities around here, local universities like York or Messiah, and uh, the big one, Penn State, of course. We have a lot of customers there. Yes, and uh, in fact, that brings up my next question for you because one of the little uh, creatures that you talked to me about was the black cutworm caterpillar, and they could be really harmful to one of Pennsylvania's favorite pastimes, golf. And you grow those boys for Penn State's turf program, correct? Yeah, we do. Um, actually, in most of the United States, black cutworm is, again, a big corn pest. Um, 
They uh, specialize in getting their cutworm name from the way that they can chew through a young plant. They cut around it, and the plant kind of falls down and dies. Um, they can do that to corn, but they can do that to turf grass just as well. So if they're on a pristine golf course where there's a nice densely packed green, they can cut, 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 cut their way through. And next thing you know, you've got a big dead patch on the middle of a golf green, which is a golf course superintendent's worst nightmare. Um, Penn State has a huge turf grass program. They do a lot of work with that. And every summer, spring and summer, they buy a lot of black cutworm caterpillars. We'll ship them to them in coolers uh, by the thousand. Uh, halfway grown caterpillars and they'll put them onto their turf plots, take them out to golf courses in some cases, usually though in the greenhouse. And uh, they're, they're doing the research to come up with new varieties of grass that may be resistant to the cutworm or certainly new insecticides. Again, most of the focus being on biologically friendly, uh, eco-safe pesticides that can be used to, um, to spray for them. Wow, that's just so cool. And you also mentioned on our tour that one particular insect slash pest became in high demand recently. You want to comment on that for our listeners? Yeah, so this is going in the total opposite direction. This is a human health pest. So we have mosquitoes and cockroaches, as I mentioned, uh, that are in the human health uh, pest as far as research goes. And um, Zika virus, maybe you've heard of it. It's been on the news a just little, a little. Bit. Yeah, yeah. Just a little. A little bit recently. Um, not so much recently as it was maybe six months ago or certainly last summer, but still very much in the forefront of entomological research. How do we control the mosquitoes that are transmitting Zika virus? They may not be able to cure Zika virus, but if they can control these mosquitoes and keep them where the people aren't, or, or keep them where they are now and not let them spread further throughout the United States, then we can control the spread of the virus. So a lot of money, a lot of funding, research is going into um, the particular species of mosquito that can carry Zika virus. There are two, and one of them we have. And there are only a few places in the country where, again, you can get clean laboratory-raised mosquitoes that don't have Zika virus but could so that you can use them for research purposes to find out how to control it. So whenever that came onto the news and the funding started to flow in, our phone was ringing off the hook and we sold out of mosquitoes. Wow. In the bug business, you don't generally sell out of things, but we actually did in that particular case. And now our colony is much, much larger to accommodate those orders. Well, and speaking of, you know, you started 23 years ago in Dr. Benzon's basement, and it was just, you said it was, you know, him in a microscope. Right. And now you've grown into this 15-plus employee operation. You know, you get a lot of summer interns to come in there and help you out. And that is just excellent growth for a small business. And in fact, you've been a Pennsylvania Chamber Insurance customer. We thank you so much. Uh, but through most of that time, how have they kind of helped you through that growth? You said, you know, I'm a scientist first and I, I kind of run a business second. <laughs> Absolutely. So how have they been a help to you? Yes, yeah, so we came from humble beginnings. Like you said, it's a man in his basement with a microscope and we've grown significantly from there. But as far as running the business, you know, we are scientists first. And then we are salesmen second, because that's how we make our money. Mm -hmm. And then maybe somewhere way with a, way down the line, we are human resource professionals. And, and that's said with a joke and a wink and a nod. Um, <laughs> Pennsylvania Chamber has been hugely supportive of us in our, in our goal to create benefit packages for our employees, you know, with more and more and more each year uh, that are competitive that are better than they would find in a, in a small company of 15 employees. 
Um, and they've also helped us with human resources problems. Eventually, you're going to have problems, and you know we're not professionals in how we deal with that uh, properly and legally even. So um, the resources that we have, uh, you know, Dee Yinks at PA Chamber, she's an excellent human resource um, professional. Been able to email her, call her, ask her questions. She helped me make an employee handbook which we never had uh, in the history of the company. So a 20-year-old company with no rules, technically. Um, um, Dee helped us get some rules put down on paper, um, and uh, that was excellent, too. And, and again, the benefits, as I mentioned, have been very helpful as well. That's great, and we're so honored to be able to help you. And we thank you so much for being a member of the Pennsylvania Chamber and a PCI customer. And we thank you for all that you're doing to help protect our crops and our livelihood. Um, I was in that mosquito cage and it was not scary at all. It is just, it, like I said, that was just the coolest thing. And I can't thank you enough for that awesome tour. You're very welcome. Thank you. For more information on Benzon Research, you can visit them at benzonresearch.com. Thanks for listening and have a great day. You've been listening to the All Business Podcast from the Pennsylvania Chamber. Thanks for joining us, and be sure to check out more about us and our members on our website at pachamber.org. We'll see you next time. This program is produced by the Pennsylvania Chamber in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, USA. Copyright 2017.